Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to yet again another episode of this week's podcast. Well, the professional podcast, I tell you. And uh, on the podcast today, or this week, is Veronica Mirembe. Well, some of you have heard of her story on the podcast. Well, she broke down for us the types of bipolar that some of you did know. Well, she's back on the podcast. Veronica, good to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Yeah, basically, uh, this week, we are going to talk about the book, Hope and Medicine by Paula. Anyway, let's dive right in. Um, Veronica, why did you write the book? I mean, why the book? Why the title, Hope and Medicine by Paula? Let's start from there. Yeah, thank you very much, Owen. I was inspired to share my personal story after reading a story by Samuel Baranwota mm. called Engineer Begumisa, yeah. who wrote a book entitled How My Bipolar Became a Blessing. Okay. In fact, I recommend people to also check it out on Amazon. All right. Hope Amidis Bipolar is a book where Veronica Mirembe shares her personal life mm. to help sensitize, to help fight stigma, to help many people out there battling with bipolar, okay. to help people battling with alcohol and drug and substance abuse, mm. to know how to overcome some of these things as long as they have the Lord. Yeah. You realize the approach I use is more of a spiritual approach because it's what has given me hope and what has made me a better person. Okay. So now, I read part of the book. And there are some lines that were really inspiring for me. Actually, uh, small, you know, when you went to different schools, was it uh, you were in Macario College? Yes. Yeah, so about that life in Macario College, how was it? I mean, you know, you writing about that whole story. I mean, okay, to me, I found it kind of a little bit short because I expected something more. But anyhow, you were the author. So basically, how was it you know, when you were in Macario College? Yeah, I remember I got bipolar just like I shared at the age of 14. Mm. I was in the JSS, it's a boarding school. Yes. So I had to go to a guest school. I first went to Old Kampala SS, okay. then joined Macario College School. Mm. But I remember. Uh, however much I was in my medication, I would always relapse. I was always on and off school. Mm. I was going through a lot of shame because I remember whenever these attacks would come, I would be so stressed. I would tell my parents I want to drop out of school. I'm ashamed for laughing at me. Okay. Because I remember at times when I go to relapses, for example, in a school like Macquarie College, I would go to the assembly, to the mm. school assembly, address students. Yes. They weren't supposed to fornicate and they would boom me. They're like, what who do you think you are? You're mad. So it was a lot in that. I remember there's a time where I went through incidents mm. where people would share things about my life that was so wrong. They would yeah. be like, that girl really mad, she burnt her home. Mm. I remember I was so much stigmatized and truly affected my academics. Yeah. Because I realized however much I was taking the medication, mm. that period I was using lithium carbonate, I would always relapse. Okay. I remember I would always tell my parents, I don't want to go back to school, I'm ashamed. Mm. You know when you go through bipolar in school, 
it's a different thing. Yeah. Because your friends won't understand what you're going through. Yes. People will speak all kinds of things. Mm. But at the end of that day, you have to speak to yourself. Because I remember I got positive. Mm. My mother would always tell me one thing. Very trusting the Lord, you want to be fine. Okay. And I would tell her, but mommy, people are laughing at me at school. Yeah. So how can I continue school? And she would tell me, just keep the hope. You will one time be fine. Mm. I remember however much I really just took my medication. Yeah. As a very bright student, but the relapses usually came. Mm. It came as confusion. It came as stress. Like, I would just feel I want to drop out of school. Okay. Because I remember in my very college, I told my parents, maybe let me stop in a six. Sorry, let me stop in home five. And God just start doing something else in life. Yeah. But I'm very grateful to my mother and father who has told me, no, you will have to finish school. Mm. Yeah, basically that was it in my very college school. Mm. And students will laugh at you. They will make you public shame. Yeah. They will speak all kinds of things about you. Mm. But you may be a younger donor who's going through bipolar in school. Yeah. Make sure you don't allow people's words to define you. Because at the end of the day, you haven't chosen to be bipolar. Yeah. Let's try to understand this. And this is just a tag. Mm. You know? Have hope that you will believe in yourself and you will achieve. Yeah. Because I've seen myself achieving however much I didn't make it to the university, however much I didn't make it to the process of my dreams, but I have achieved because I kept the hope. All right. So, all right. Actually, when I was reading the book, uh, it reminded me of my journey. You know, uh, when I got a I think, uh, in 2014. That was my first year of high school. Yeah? First year. And everyone is seeing things and they're like, oh my God, what is this? Uh, you're being just there and maybe you're talking to someone and they just see you fall off. You know, they, they actually freeze at the moment. Because by the time you fall off, you don't even know what is happening. Yeah? So, I think in the book, when I was reading, uh, I really saw myself in there. But, you know, all have different uh, mental health journeys. And when I read that part of you going to the assembly and telling people not to fornicate, I was like, okay, how were some of these people, you know, uh, treating girl, you know? Because <laughs> I know, I know when they are six students, you know, tell them not to do that. They'll be like, why are you telling us not to do it? You know? But anyway, that was that. And there is where you wrote and you were like uh, fighting uh, with the battle, actually continuing the battle with resilience. For you, what has it meant? Being resilient. You know, in the book you wrote, I think it was the last, the last chapter right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to encourage people. You may not, may not only be bipolar. It may be any disease you're going through. Mm. We have to know when you read the Bible in Lamentations three thirty-seven. There's something that says there's nothing that happens to us without God permitting it. Okay. Nothing happens to a person without God permitting it. However terrible, however terrific, however sad it may be, yeah. you may have lost a loved one. You may have lost someone so close to you. Mm. And we have to understand that God doesn't make mistakes. Okay. He knows you 
are the potential candidate for that shame. Mm. He knows you are the potential candidate for that battle. You may be battling with HIV. You may be battling with cancer, sickle cells. He knows you are the potential candidate. Quit pitying yourself. Because if God did bring it on you, who else do you think he would have brought it on? Yeah. I believe God knew I'm a speaker. And with time, I'll get confident and right. Okay. It is the reason why I'm talking about this book, Hope Amid is Bipolar. Mm. Because he knew I'm a writer. He knew I can speak. He knew I can edify others. Yeah. It is the reason so he gave me that battle. In yeah. fact, I almost like saying how bipolar became my blessing. Mm. Because if I didn't have bipolar, I don't know how lost I would be in the world. Okay. I would be a very young youth who is so troubled and lost. But this journey of bipolar has enabled me to know Christ personally. Yeah. It helped me lean on God. I think there's a part you read in my book where I talked about my encounter with God. Yeah. When I got to know God personally, mm. I remember the first time I knelt down and prayed and said a prayer to God, but why do I suffer? Why do I go through shame? Yeah. It was the first time I felt this peace in my heart. Yeah. I felt like everything had, I was fine because I got someone I had to share something with. Okay. You know the reason people go through Samuel and they don't have anyone to lean on mm. is because they want to take battle for themselves. Okay. When people hear us speaking about God and the Holy Spirit, mm. they think we are weak. Yeah. But let me tell you, the Lord says, come to me those who are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. All right. If you're not yet heavy laden, you can never come to God. Yes. If you know you can fight, like you can overcome drugs, alcohol, and substance abuse in your own strength, mm. you can never come to God. Yeah. But once you get heavy laden, and you know that there's nothing, there's no force in this world, okay. because we all have that void that it's only God that can feel. Yes. In fact, I do sessions, therapy sessions with patients mm. but basing on the Bible because it was has given me hope yeah. it, it's what has healed me it was has made me who I am yes. trust me you may go to a psychologist, mm. you may go to a psychiatrist, yeah. just like I like sharing according to Veronica I believe depression is a choice, yes. my psychiatrist will tell me no depression is a disease mm. because however much I got depressed for those years however much I was using tablets like flu work sitting, mm. respiridone. I never got happy. Yeah. It is not until I read in my Bible in Philippians 4.4 4, mm. that says rejoice in the Lord and always say rejoice. Yeah. Where I always woke up in the morning and confessed that the Lord has made. Yes. I rejoice and be glad in it. Mm. Where I confess that Job, the Lord is my strength. I refuse to be anxious. Yeah. However much as the situation shows anxiety, mm. I choose to be joyful. It doesn't no matter the shame I go through, okay. I choose to be happy. Yeah. So someone out there fight that battle with resilience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For me, what it showed me actually, the picture was uh, being a resilient person. <laughs> well, for me, in my in my in my perception, the way I saw it was when I was reading that whole story, as I've told you, that I was seeing myself in there. Yeah, and. Me, the far I have come, or how, uh, like, you know, the, the, the journey I have moved, because I've been stigmatized before, I've, I've been all that. But it showed me something that, you know, sometimes pain makes us strong. Yeah? 
pain really makes us strong. And right now, as I stand or as I speak, yeah, even if I tell people I'm this, everyone will be shocked. But me, I will not be. Because, you know, I know there is a way I can fight it. Because psychologically, it showed me that pain makes me strong, yeah? Someone, someone said, someone said, fear haunts, pain hates, yes? But faith strengthens, yes, faith does strengthen. And, you know, every time I wake up and I have faith and I'm like, you know what? One day, just one day, everything is going to turn around. You know, people will not believe it, but everything will turn around, like basically turning around and be like, we've checked, there is nothing. Because someone else actually went in the same school and this person texted me sometime back. Who was getting all these relapses, you know, in school and people would laugh at her. But um, recently, she texts me and she's like, you know what, I recovered. And there, there was nothing. She was like, you know what, I recovered. I recovered, I went, they checked, there was nothing. You know? And I was like, oh my God, it's very much possible. Because if it was possible for her, it's possible for me as well. So, being faithful, actually, it's what has kept me on the journey. Yeah, because people can come out and be like, you know, you're this, you're that. But being faithful, actually, that book taught me that you must have faith in everything that you do. You must keep things together because the Bible says that all things work together for all those that are called according to his purpose. Yeah, so all things work together. All things work together because you never know this has come in the way, but it's making you strong. And for the, you know, by the time you dive into the world, you're stronger than before. So the book taught me a lot. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just saw the part two of that book. Yeah? Yes. I mean, I mean, just sit down and write a part two of this book because people must uh, understand what it means to be mentally ill. I usually tell a friend of mine uh, not to take or not to walk journeys that I've walked. I mean, she was always telling me this and this. I hate people around me, you know? But I told her, you know what? Don't walk the journeys I've walked because it's very hard, but again, it strengthens. So I've been strengthened. When I read that book, I mean, it showed me a lot. Keep writing. That's all I can tell you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> just, just keep writing. Yeah. Part of that book, I mean, it should come out and yeah. let people expect more. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. I mean, so, back to the story. Yeah. Uh, there is where you wrote, oh, that maybe you, you, you know, this occurs when, you know, when everyone is an adolescent. Mm. Is there you wrote, you had a crush on someone, you fear to tell them. I mean, yeah. how was that? Yeah. How did you tell me to be? I mean, first expand the right. more. Right. Yeah, I remember in S2, I was in JJ, mm. and there was this guy who used to sing in the choir. I think I had just seen him 
Yes. So I was a very slim girl and guys were running after me. Mm. But I think as a growing adolescent, I had feelings for someone, yeah. but I couldn't express it. Okay. So guys were running after me, but I didn't like them. But I think I had a crush on this guy. Mm. I remember I couldn't tell him. So I remember girl, like girls like began telling me you're stealing our men, what? And that's how the teasing began and the depression began. Okay. Because I realized, because when I took it to the doctor, he said that was hysteria. Yeah. I remember I had this crush, but I remember my mom's words way back when I was still young. Mm. If you want to be successful, never engage in relationships. Okay. So as a young child, as a young adolescent, you may be out there because these things happen to everyone. Yeah. Because we go through body changes. Yes. You may be having this thing, you like this person, you can never share it with anyone. And at the end of the times, it affects you mentally. Yeah. Because as a young girl, I had never gotten anyone affirm in my beauty. Okay. What I grew up hearing was how I had a big head for my sisters. You know, since you're playing at home, yes. everyone has something you tell their other friend. You have a big head, you have small legs, you have this. Yeah. So I got this low self-esteem where I didn't believe in myself. Okay. But when I went to secondary school and everyone was running after me, I couldn't believe that even I was a beautiful girl. Yeah. In fact, it's the reason I encourage parents, speak to your children Tell them how beautiful they are. Yeah. Tell them how clever they are. Because I believe this really affected me mentally. Mm. If I had grown up with my mother affirming in my beauty, never know, it wouldn't be so new to me. Yeah. You know, we have this in our African setting where we are like, if a parent tells their kid that they're beautiful, yeah. like, they'll get spoiled. But I think we see the whites, they have this thing, they grow up, a kid knows they're beautiful. Yes. We, I don't, I've met some kids and they're like, they'll tell you, I know I'm beautiful because mommy tells me. Yes. It's the reason I speak to young adolescents. We don't believe in ourselves. You know, we go with this slow self-esteem. Okay. You know that when someone approaches for a relationship, you just give in mm. and at times they are just lying you. Okay. They're using it as a way of getting into your life mm. because you don't know who you are. Okay. It's why I tell patients, you know, most people with bipolar, we have a symbol, the medication makes you big, mm. and at times big people are looked at. So that is, has some weight. Yeah, it's conception. Yes. their words. But let me tell a patient, learn to love yourself. Yeah. Exercise, look good, wear your makeup, because at the end of the day, God looks at the heart and not the outside. It's I tell people, yes, you may be going through a mental health challenge, you may be going through a disease, and medication has made you big. Yeah. Love yourself at the end of the day, self love is key, it's, it's key like to living a content life. Okay, the reason we live in comp- comparisons and competition, yes, is because we haven't developed that self love. You think someone has to affirm in your beauty, mm. someone has to tell you, Oh, and you're handsome before you believe in yourself. Okay, it's very good to believe in yourself as an individual. Yes, this doesn't apply to only the mentally challenged, but to everyone. Yes. Whenever you believe in yourself, you don't need a man to tell you beautiful. Yes, because God has said in Psalms 139, verse 14, You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Exactly, I mean, everyone is a masterpiece, you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that life of I have a crush on someone, this and this, this and that, and uh, 
as a person, me I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. I also underwent those changes. But when you want to approach someone and maybe you're seeing, maybe all the time they're busy, you're around, but you know, you reach there and they just give you that whole thing of for you, usually faint, you know? Who will go with you? You know? Because actually, to tell you the truth, it affected me when I reached my S4. You know those things of you know those things of going for for prom, yeah, yeah. Sosh, yeah? You reach there and people are like, ah no 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 no. Mm. We don't like, mm. you know? I just had to be me. Actually, that is where I learned how to be me. Yeah? It is me. Even if we are running, let us stay the same pace. I'd be like, no, just run yours and I run mine. For the mentally ill out there, they have improved mentally because despite my illness, I've managed, you know, I've learned how to mind my business. I have friends. I call them once in a while. We talk. Yeah. But at least I usually have that time for me to process information. So, what message do you have for people to mind their own business? Wow, very perfect question. One, Owen, you should try, not only Owen, but all of us, even in life, we should understand every rejection you go through. In most cases, if you realize it's for your protection. Yeah. Because Owen, the person God ordained for you can never refuse you. Okay. I like sharing my personal story that the way my relapses have been coming is through running after men. Okay. Like a relapse comes and you convince you're getting married. Okay. The one in the world has someone good purpose for them. Yeah. So if a girl has rejected you for a relationship, for what? Because you're elliptical, because you're bipolar, because you're schizophrenic, some good. All right. Because God, he, they're not supposed to be part of your journey. Yes. Thank God that even they have refused you. Because the one meant for you, and that shows true love. Okay. Because I, I'm sorry to use this example. Yeah. There's someone I knew who had a hatchback. Mm. And, and this person, and this guy wanted to get married to them. Yeah. And how many people are like, no, you can't. Okay. But this person said, this is the lady I want. Yes. He told me, never give birth and what. But I'm just using this as an example. Yes. Trust me, they're good married. They have very beautiful children. You know? Yes. So what am I showing you? The one meant for you will love you for who you are. Yes. Or when you say the pain we go through is there to grow us. You know? It is there to help us grow in the Lord. Yes. Because when you don't go through pain, you know people want to, to live a very smooth life. Exactly. But at the end of the number says when you read James chapter 1, I think from verse yeah. It says, count it all joy mm. when you go through various trials. Okay. Because they will they will make you strong and help you be patient, help you endure, and be perfected in the Lord. Yes. If you never went through that pain, or if you never went through that rejection, yes. maybe you'll be somewhere very... Very like in a very poor life, exactly. maybe you will be somewhere devastated. Yes. But thank God that they have rejected you. Okay. And try not trying, but let us make it a point. Learn to mind your own business. Exactly. Just like we usually share. Because I have just seen, I think it's Ecclesiastes seven twenty one. Yes. I'm not sure. It says mind le- like 
they don't mind about people's words. Yes. Are you hearing? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we are taking in a lot mm. and, it's, and it's stealing our peace. Okay. What people think about us is none of our business. Yes. Because everyone has what they go through. Yes. It is only that theirs may not be manifesting as you. Okay. You understand? Yeah. It may be like yours may be manifesting like you get attacks, you get physical attacks, everyone gets to know it, you get bipolar. I can use this example. In my family, people call me Subi. In that when I speak anything, yes. everyone is too mad. Everyone says, ah, we know she's mad. So she's mentally challenged. She's mentally ill. That's why she says that. Yeah. You will never speak anything and people will listen. Exactly. But at the end of the day, that is, it is fine. I respect the opinion mm. because it's what they want to tag me as. Yes. Why are you find people blocking your contact because you've gotten a relapse? Yes. At the end of the day, people forget. Just like I share on anyone is susceptible to a mental health attack. Exactly. Anyone can go through mental illness. So allow the world laugh. You know, yes. I like sharing this example. There is this particular guy I ran after. And this guy made me public shame on social media. How this girl is old, running after me. Trust me, when I know this guy had a girlfriend. Yes. I hear the story, he lost his girlfriend. Yes. It's not that I'm happy he's going through depression. What am I trying to show the world? When you read Galatians 6, 7, it says, whatever you sow, you reap. Yes. You may have someone making me public shame. You didn't know what I was going through personally. Okay. Because if I came out and apologized, I tell you, the reason why I made these advances, I had an attack. I was going through a health condition, trying to understand. Yes. I send you emails, you block them. At the end of the day, you make me feel so small about myself. Okay. You call me old, you call me ugly. But at the end of the day, I know what God says about me. So that won't affect me. Yes. You know? Because yes. I know I'm a masterpiece. Yes. It doesn't matter what you choose to define me. That is your opinion. I respect, but I also have a right to living a happy and joyous life. Yes. Because at the end of the day, your words don't have to define me. Yes. I'm not defined by people's opinions. At the end of the day, I have to be defined by who I am in Christ. Yes. I'm a daughter of the Most High. Yes. In Isaiah 49, it says, He has me in the palms of His hands. Yes. When I read Psalm 20, his, I, I don't know if it says, I'm the apple of his eye. Yes. So why do I fear what people are saying about me? Mm. And as I finish this part, there's a scripture when you read Romans 8. Yes. I think it's from 31, when you read up to the end. Yes. It says, if God be for us, who can be against us? us? And it says, what can separate me from the love of God? Yes. Is it a shame I've been through? Is it people seeing me in that state when I'm out of order and out of control? Yes. No, that can never separate me from the love of God. Yes. Because everyone in life has what they go through. Okay. It is because mine may manifest but everyone has what they go through. Okay. So take heart because everyone is in a journey. Alright. Yeah. So that is that. For those of you who want to find the book, well, find it on Amazon only nine dollars. Nine dollars. So that is that for this week. Well, all has been seen, and there is nothing to add on of that. Listen to this podcast on different podcasting platforms, and also subscribe to it on both Google and Apple Podcasts. From me to you, keep safe, and I'm out.